You ready to beat your bookmaker? Well, then it's time to follow the model. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Follow the Model podcast. I'm your host, Colin Thaw, the founder of Thawball, and we, of course, as always, have the architect of the model on the line, Gates, a.k.a. Rusty, a.k.a. I guess it's Rusty Cutlets right now? Rusty Cutlets, baby. It's what we're doing, rocking the short sleeve. We're going tank top for Tommy. I mean, the guy's just taking over New York. He's taking over New Jersey. He's taking over the tri-state. We might have a new quarterback on our hands. This is the most fun we've had since last season as a Giants fan. Let's go. The model had a little bit of a down week, but Tommy Cutlets brought us back Monday night. Love it. As usual, New York fans are probably getting ahead of themselves. But hey, that's what sports are about, right? Get lost in the story, and it's been a wild ride. Unfortunately, Tommy Cullitz and the Giants are not on the slate this week for the model, but we do have a long slate ahead of this. But first, let's jump into what happened last week. You went two and three, minus two and a half units. On the season, we're still positive, plus three units, 37 and 34, as we head up and gear towards the playoffs. Yeah, we've been giving back a little bit here and there, right? We're, we're down a couple units, up three units the last three weeks. We've been kind of middling. This week, we're going to look to have our big breakout week. We're going to make sure we really separate ourselves. We're not even thinking about, you know, anywhere around even. We're really going to start making some units and, and you know, getting a big lead here. Uh, last week, you know, we started off with a good win with the Pats. They were dominating that whole game. They were getting six. Great call there. Had a bad 1 p.m. slate with the Ravens, really just never – the Rams were tough, right? You know, in that rain, Stafford of that offense really put up a lot of points. Coming off the bye, I was disappointed in the Ravens' defense, but I think it was just, you know, just one week. Uh, and then the the Colts really got their ass handed to them by the Bengals. So that was, that was another bad one as well. Browning looking really good. Bounced back in the 4 o'clock slot with the Seahawks. They got the nice cover, got a little scary there at the end, but the Seahawks did fight them pretty tough considering all the points that they were getting. They were getting – hell of a lot of points and then finally the eagles they let us down back-to-back weeks lost uh we've lost a ton on them these last couple weeks but we haven't lost we haven't lost faith we haven't lost faith it's been a bad run but a little bit of a preview we still believe a little bit of a preview for what's coming this week and i will mention that I got it. You got to tip your hat to the model for the Patriots call. I mean, I mean, how many people are actually taking that franchise <laughs> this season? I mean, it, it was just uh, unexpected to say the least. Zappy was zapping him on Thursday night football, but I'm hopeful we don't have to sit through another one of those games and put our hard earned money on another one of those games this season. But you yeah. never know. We go where the value is. So, you mean you don't you mean you don't want to bet on Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell Thursday night? That doesn't whet your appetite? Yeah, I think I'm gonna miss that one. You know, so, so sometimes you gotta, you can't, you can't catch them all. Although on Thaw Ball, we do catch them all every game of the NFL season. We'll recap it, but that's neither here nor there. What is here is what you mentioned on the Eagles. You have not lost faith, and that's where we're starting this week. Eagles are minus three and a half. They're traveling across the country to take on the Seahawks, and your boy, Drew, lot potentially. We think it's going to be Drew Locke. I do believe in Drew Locke. That was that was part of the reason we still went through with the the bet last week. The Eagles need a win. 
We've been backing them. We're not going to stop backing them. I, I think this defense is a lot better than than what they've shown, and they know they got to they got to get it together. They've gone up. They've gone against the Cowboys and the 49ers, two teams that have really dominant offensive lines, and I think that's been the that's been the big difference, right? If the Eagles can't maintain their edge on the defensive line, then we've seen what happens. They get overpowered, and, and we'll see what happens in a potential rematch, but. There's very few offenses in the NFL that have that type of offensive line that can not just not just beat the Eagles' D-line, which is very strong, but overpowered. And, and Seattle doesn't have that type of unit. They just don't, right? They don't have that kind of unit. The Eagles' defense is at least going to have a get-right week in terms of they're not going to get their ass kicked like they had the last two weeks. They'll at least keep this in check. And then on the other side of the ball, it's a really good matchup because the Eagles want to pound the ball. They want to run, run, run. And the, the Seahawks front seven's a little weak, and they might even have a couple of guys banged up there. So uh, Seahawks have a strong secondary, but look for the Eagles to really keep it on the ground here, pound it out, get back to that physical si- style. I think they really need to find their identity again, and, and this is the week that they do it. Minus three and a half, really not that big of a number for them to get a win against a team that they're in a much different class then. We did a whole model recalibration, so this isn't going off of you know anything, any stale info. We really still like this Eagles team. Just been a bad couple of weeks against some great teams. Sticking with the team that got you here, and that's Fly Eagles Fly. And for all you daily fantasy players, it sounds like maybe a Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift stack might not be so bad as the Eagles look to pound the rock, control the game, and then run away with it late. So that's the Eagles. They're in the wild card spot in the playoffs now. They can't be losing three in a row. So this is a really serious game that they got to take serious against the Seahawks team that is definitely shown to be feisty, including, like you said, last week against the Niners. But we're going to go to our next game, and that's the team that let us down last week. But you're seeing a lot of value locked it in already early in the week, and that's the Colts minus one and a half heading to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers who are in a big run of their own. I mean, did anyone watch Mitch Trubisky? That was a sight for sore eyes. Pittsburgh was booing him for Mason Rudolph. And I don't know how much worse it can get than that. They just lost back-to-back games at home in Pittsburgh, which is a really tough place to play for the opponent. Now they got to go on the road, and people think this is going to turn around to get better. I don't think so. The Colts had a bad week last week against the Bengals, but I'm kind of throwing that out the window. They've still been a very solid team. They also finally get their second-round pick, the cornerback, Juju Brents. He's been out for about two months. He's finally making his comeback this week, and they need him really badly because that secondary has been getting sliced and diced. He's going to be huge there. You know, It's not like Mitch is going to be able to throw anyway, but, but that will definitely help matters. And, and then the, the other big thing here is that you know, in that last game, the Steelers had their two best defensive players banged up with concussions, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. Those guys are game wreckers. They, they're they both questionable here. We already like this play. We think there's a lot of value on it, even if those guys are a go. And if they're missing it, then, you know, we're, we're going to put big units on if the line doesn't move too far. So those are the big ones. And then their best offensive lineman, Isaac Sumalo, is, he's had a couple of DNPs this week. So we'll be monitoring to see if he, if he ends up going as well. Any of those three guys don't play, it's a big play for us on the Colts. So it makes sense why you did lock it in already, because even if those guys are all goes, you still like it. And then if any of them aren't goes, you imagine that line is probably going to move and yeah. you locked it in at a good number. So makes total sense. And the model recommends that you do the same. And once like correction, I said they're going to Pittsburgh. You corrected me. That's a home game for the Colts in Indianapolis. 
moving on to a Vikings team that the model has also been on a lot this season after that uh, slow start, one and four start. I believe you've been really uh, heavy on the Vikings. We thought Josh Dobbs was the answer that came crashing back down to earth. No pun intended with his rocket degree, but yeah, that did not look good last week. They, you got them at plus four, the model locked it in at plus four, currently plus three, and they're going to take on the Bengals. And like you mentioned in the, in the last week's summary, Jake Browning looking real good. He is. He's looking real good. Got to give the guy a lot of credit. The model's giving him a lot of credit for a guy that's only had two starts. You know, we're, we're rating him as, as, a, as a legit, you know, bottom end starter in the league right now. But we're still seeing a lot of value here for the Vikings. You know, we, we, we don't know what happened with Dobbs. That was our guy. But Nick Mullins can still – he's a solid backup. He can still move the ball. And the big news here is it looks like Justin Jefferson's going to play. So he got injured early in the second quarter last week in his first game back. Didn't come back for that game, but he said he's he's expecting to play this week. That's obviously huge, right? The the one the couple things to watch are on the offensive line. The Vikings were missing one of their better offensive linemen at Ingram, and now they might be missing their right tackle, Brian O'Neill. So a couple big names to watch there. But you know, if those guys are playing, or I should say, even if just Brian O'Neill plays and not Ingram. We have the, the model has the Vikings as the 11th ranked offense in, in our uh, in our rankings, whereas Cincy right now is 27th on defense. So this, especially the Cincy secondary, has really just not been getting it done. I know they kind of held Minshew and the Colts in check last week, but against these weapons, this is a whole different animal. And this is the first time, you know, almost all season that there's been Jefferson, Hawkinson, Addison, you know, fully formed after those first few weeks as a rookie, Osborne. This might be the best weapons in the league, and we expect the Vikings to, at the very least, keep this close. I think this is a great week to go against all the Browning hype, right? Like, it's it's been fun. It's been good to see. The league's going to catch up to them at some point, as they always do. I think this is the week we do it, especially getting the full four points. It's a lot of points here. For sure. It makes sense to zig where others are zagging. And this one's really going to come down to the quarterback play, right? Ultimately, we don't have much data on either side of the ball on who's on the quarterback. So, yeah, there's weapons on Minnesota. Hopefully those quarterbacks can get it out to them. On the other side, Browning, you said low-end starter. Hopefully he's not better than that, right? If he ends up being better than that, that could possibly torpedo this pick. But that's the risk we take when there's not that much data and it makes a lot of sense to hop on that value. So we're going to move on to a team that is definitely set at quarterback, a guy that's making a late MVP push. The most exciting game or one of them of the slate last week was that Ravens Rams game. And Lamar is just looking really strong as we enter this playoff push. And they're looking like the best team in the AFC and you're on them again. Ravens flock minus three traveling to Jacksonville to take on Trevor Lawrence, who gutted out uh, up and down performance last week. The Ravens, they got the win again. They unfortunately didn't get the cover. It was a little too many points. We had it at seven. They won by six. They didn't deserve to get the cover because that was a very close game all day long. Uh, but but here, we, we really like them again. I, I didn't like their performance last week on defense, but Stafford and that Rams offense has, has really been showing something. They've been lighting it on fire. And, and you saw what the Jags have lost two in a row. They've really lost that spark. They lost to the Bengals at home. Then they just lost to the Browns in both those games. They looked pretty ugly. We, I don't know if, if T-Law is 100%. Let's even call him 85%. He's not. You're not going to get the 100% because of the ankle sprain. And they, they're really banged up right now, the Jags. So that's the big thing here, right? So the Jags have 
two offensive linemen or three offensive linemen that are down right now. Cam Robinson, Walker Little, the list goes on. Um, on defense, they have their two of their best corners are injured. So there's just injuries up and down this lineup, whereas the Ravens look to be pretty healthy. So um, that's that's really you know the, the key difference here is, is health in this game. It's only a three-point spread, so you just got to figure, unlike last week where the Ravens need to cover a big number, here they just need to get the win. And then the matchup to watch right now, and this is this is with maybe even a couple more offensive linemen might go down from this number, but right now we have the Jags as the number 16 offense in the model going against the number four defense in Baltimore. Obviously really like that matchup for the Ravens, and, and we expect this defense to come back after a bad showing last week. I see that. I see that. Gotta follow the model, as we always say. And that's a big discrepancy that you found and have highlighted between that offense-defense matchup and Baltimore. Stay hot. I mean, they're they're looking like a real problem in that AFC. Next, we have the Cardinals, who have looked a lot better since Kyler's come back. He's really been better than I thought. I don't know what the models got him rated as, but he's come back and it looks like he hasn't lost much of a step. He looked really kind of lost last season before the injury and he's looked decent, right? Pretty good. So, yeah. So yeah, so they're plus or you got him at plus 14. That line is now down to 12 and a half against the Niners who the model is not shy to go against. Listen, these numbers are inflated, right? And we're gonna we're gonna take advantage. You know, we were wrong on the Eagles pick, flat out wrong. But last week it was too big a number, and and we got it there, right? And not only you know there can always be a backdoor cover as well, even if they're down like nineteen points, right? You know, get a touchdown, we cover here. So uh, what what do we like here? What we like is that, like you said, Kyler's been playing decent, decent enough. Cardinals are coming off a bye. Always love that. Always love the team coming off a bye. And this is a letdown game for the Niners, right? I mean, they they just played two huge games uh, against a division rival in Seattle. They just played the, the Eagles game. This is kind of a game sandwiched in where it's just, you know, it doesn't have the same level for them. And, and then the biggest one is the injuries. And this is also why we took it on the model, because we knew some of their best players were going to be questionable at best for this upcoming week. And all of them still haven't practiced. And that's their best corner, Traverius Ward. It's the, one of their best D linemen and, and Jason Hargrave and their linebacker, Dre Greenlaw, three huge guys on that defense. If even one, let alone two or three of those guys are out, that's that's massive, right? We just need the Cardinals to, to keep this close, not even that close. They lose by 10, we easily cover. So uh, off the bye, at home, with all those injuries, this is a big, big number for the Niners to cover, and that's why I think the line's gone down a bit since we got it at 14. I hear that. Yeah, that line last week, I believe you got the Seahawks at two different lines. First time in model history, the double dip, and it worked out with them hitting both, covering that lower spread by just a half point, a little more breathing room on the higher spread, but ultimately both covered and contributed to alleviating some of the other losses on the week. Now, next, we have a team that you've touched on a few times. The Rams and that offense is really looking like it was a few years ago under Sean McVay. Matt Stafford slinging it. We got what looks like a kid's special on Netflix, Hooper, Puka, and friends on the offense at receiver. And they're taking on the commanders who are completely imploding. They're minus six and a half in Los Angeles. So here's what I love about this play. The We got the eighth-ranked offense. That might even be a bit low on them. The eighth-ranked offense in the Rams going against the worst defense in the NFL right now, the Washington Commanders, because they traded their two best defenders. Now their best linebacker, Jamin Davis, the, the former first-rounder, is out for the season. 
lot of holes for this Washington team. What worries me here is the spot because the Rams just had to fly cross country to Baltimore, just had a brutal loss in the rain, very physical game against that Baltimore defense. They got to fly all the way back cross country now, and Washington's coming off a bye. So the spot worries me for sure, but I think we're still seeing enough value here to make it a small play because it's under a touchdown. If it gets to a touchdown or higher, we'll probably have to stay away. We still want to monitor and make sure there weren't any injuries picked up that will put someone out for this week. But as of right now, it's that that I don't see how Washington's going to slow down the offense, and that's what this comes down to, right? They're, they're going to put up a lot of points this game. Keep an eye on that line. Make sure it stays under that key number of seven, and then we'll get some home cooking at SoFi Stadium for the Rams. And, you know, Stafford likes slinging it a little bit more in that L.A. weather in December, and we'll see a big number put up from that offense. So six plays. Big week upcoming. We have even more in the others to watch. And we're starting with, oh, he's back. You know he's back. The Zach attack. The baby-faced assassin. Jets, plus nine, traveling to Miami. Unbelievable. I, I mean, we talked about taking them last week at the Texans, but we couldn't pull the trigger. Uh, especially that line went down. We, we could have gotten it at six and a half is what it opened at. Ended up at like three. Huge, huge shift. Very similar this week. We could have gotten it at 13 it opened at. It's now down to nine. Big shift. We're still eyeing it, though, at nine, and here's why. Miami, Miami's in trouble. We, we love them just a mere two weeks ago. They have been decimated by injury, absolutely decimated. So their center, Connor Williams, he's one of the best, maybe the best center in the league, torn ACL last, uh, the other night, and, and he's out for the season. Brutal, brutal loss. Teron Armstead, he's been banged up all season, their left tackle. He missed last game. He's on the wrong side of questionable, in my opinion, going into this one. And then their best offensive guard, Robert Hunt, he missed last week. He's been banged up for the last month and a half. So he's probably not going to play, or at least a smaller chance of playing as well. So that's their three best offensive linemen and three really good ones that are – one's definitely not playing, and then the other two, not likely. Not great. Tyreek also sprained his ankle. Not great. The def On the defensive side, they've already lost Jalen Phillips. Javon Holland, their best safety, has been banged up. He's missed the last couple games. And Jerome Baker, their linebacker, is on IR. I mean, that, that's a ton of injuries that I just listed, a lot. So right now we're, we're talking about the Jets The Jets defense. Their defensive line is, is the best in the NFL, right? Them or the Niners probably. And they're going against that weak offensive line. We know what happens with Tua when he doesn't get any time, and especially if there's a banked up Tyreek out there. So it's a big, big number for them to cover. Yes, we're going to be very scared if we back the Zach attack, the babyface assassin again, but we're eyeing it. We're eyeing it, and we'll let you know on Sunday. Yes, I, we, we know that Jets defense will show up, right? I mean, the Williams boys, Quinnen and Quincy wreaking havoc. That's a given. What's not a given is what Zach Wilson is going to show up. He's flashed in his NFL career. The problem, as always, is consistency. And, hey, we'll see. Maybe this is finally the time that he's turned the corner. But I'm not going to hold my breath on that no, one. We're, we're not holding breath on turning corners for that guy. We just need him to – let's just help he can game manage. That's, that's all we need from him. So. 
<laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. So we're actually going to go next to the team the Jets beat up and beat up on last week, and they knocked out C.J. Stroud out of that game. I imagine he's questionable with that concussion, probably on the wrong side of questionable with that concussion. But you still like the Texans, plus three, going to Tennessee to take on the Titans, who had an incredible comeback on Monday Night Football. Yeah, Will Levis, huh? He showed out. Uh, so, yeah, we, we still like the Texans. We we don't think Stroud's playing here. So, uh, you know, Davis Mills might be the best backup in the league, or, or he's up there, right? Like, he played pretty well these last couple – his first two seasons in the NFL, and that team was garbage. They didn't have an offensive line. He had no receivers to throw to. And if you look at his touchdown interse- interception ratio, it's like 38 and 25, which for your first two years in the NFL – pretty damn good with a horrible team that you got all around you. And, and I, I thought he stood in well. So with a much better team around him, granted there's injuries, Tank Dell's not there. Both uh, other receivers, Nico Collins and Noah Brown are, are injured. Offensive lines banged up. So that's, that's where the worry is, right? Let's see if all those pieces are in fact going to play uh, their linebacker, Blake Cashman, a couple other guys on defense are questionable. So a lot of injuries from that Jets matchup last week. So we got to see who's going to play. We're keeping our eye on it, though, because three points to be getting. The Texans are a much better team than the Titans. This screams recency bias. It really does. Um, I mean, the Texans have proven to be a much better team. that gets Stroud's not playing. But uh, but Davis Mills right now, to me, he's he's just as good as Will Levis, right? at least for, for right now, for this for this week. Not saying in the future, but, you know, it's his third year now. He's got a lot more experience, so. Yeah, and that's why we call this the others to watch section because you're keeping an eye on it. You're not locking it in yet. You're seeing the Friday night inactives. You're even going as far as the Sunday inactives before this one probably gets locked in or left on the drawing room floor. The last one you have an eye on is the man having a field day recently, Justin Fields. Rumors are now they're going to keep him as their quarterback of the future, not going with Caleb in the number one pick. The Panthers pick, of course, that they have from last year. And the Bears are getting three and a half, traveling to Cleveland to take on Joe Flacco is elite again and the Cleveland Browns. Who would have thought that we'd be sitting here in December that I'd be t- backing the Bears over the Browns? The Browns have long been a model favorite. The Bears have long been a model fade. Yet here we sit, and here's why. Browns, another team decimated by injury. They have three offensive linemen that are now down and out for the count. They're on backups on backups at tackle. As you mentioned, they got Joe Flacco back there. Now they just lost their starting safety, Grant Delpit, out for the year. And uh, Okoronkwo, I hope I said that right, one of their best defensive ends, he's he's out and on I or he's out for the season as well. Grant Delpit might come back to the playoffs if they make it. But two big injuries on defense, and Miles Garrett's been really banged up since a couple weeks ago. He hasn't been the same guy. I think he's gotten maybe one pressure over the last two weeks. He's playing through serious injury. Huge concern for them. And the Bears are getting three and a half. It's a lot of points to be getting with all those injuries on on both fronts. I think the Browns are going to have some trouble moving the ball this week. Chicago's been playing a lot better defensively. And and let's watch it. Let's, Let's stay close to it. But if we're getting over a field goal, I think we might have to lock this one in. Wow, wow, wow. Very surprising, like you said, from where the model started the season to where we are now. But that's why the model keeps updating every single week. And, and yeah, sorry, two other injuries I forgot. The two guys that missed last week on, in the Browns secondary as well, cornerback Denzel Ward, their best, and safety Juan Thornhill. So 
essentially both safeties out and and their number one corners right ton of injuries all around so that's that's the reason for the play as well gotcha sounds like another one to watch hence the name of the section with all the possible injuries so a big big week 15 on the docket six official plays three more to watch nine might be the record on the season if all come to fruition we know some of those sometimes get left out due to some of the injuries like you said either way big week anything else you want to mention huge huge week for so many reasons we need to have a big week separate ourselves like we've been saying get out big units make all the model backers proud and look we're not giving you a thursday night tease like last week we apologize but guess what bowl season starts saturday get your betting in then get the appetite going for the entree dinner for sunday because we're going to give it to you all day sunday 1 p.m 4 p.m night games it's coming from all angles get ready for it we're pumped be prepared big sunday nfl football coming at you this was the follow the model podcast thanks for tuning in